So I have told you before that my sermon preparation is not three hours in a study every morning with commentaries all around me, that it's a more of an artistic, creative kind of week that I go through where I look at the passage, I ponder the passage, I'm driving around thinking about the passage, I'm seeing what might eke out just of the passage, then I might read a few commentaries around the passage, so that stimulates a little bit of thinking about the biblical context, and then I'm always um, seven it through what happens during the rest of the week. And usually on a Saturday evening, it's the last sieve. You just look at the screen, the computer screen, you have the passages of scripture, you have a few quotations that you pulled out of commentaries, you might have a couple of stories that you're thinking about, and you just basically saturate yourself in that to see what is going to appear that might speak into a Fitzroy community. Well, this week, I guess, as I was going through the passages, the first thing was um, being there at the memorial for 25 years of the Shankill bomb. That stimulated a lot of thinking and a, a lot of where the uh, Bartimaeus and the children of Israel, the Jewish people in exile, were. But my saturation time last night was in an interesting space because there was a huge stage in front of me to my right. There was a what they call a barricade, which took up the most of the Odyssey, and there was a smaller stage to the bottom left. And these guys pumped out music for the time I should have been saturating myself in Mark 10 and Jeremiah 31. And so I did. That's exactly what I tried to do. And there was a moment during the, serv- uh, during the service... Bono would like that, I think. Um, There was a moment during uh, the event um, where you were all in my... I I was here right now, and I could see where where you all sit. And I was wishing that you were there and that you got it. Rock music is still lowbrow art as it's perceived. But what happened in the Odyssey last night was far from lowbrow art. There was theatre some of the most expensive theatre that has ever been in Belfast, I imagine. There was cinema. There was visual art as part of that cinema. There was performance art. There was documentary. There was politics. There was philosophy. And there definitely, definitely, definitely was church. Did you grab that moment if you were there? Where Bono uh, dressed up as McFisto, his devil incarnation talked about what we might be addicted to alcohol drugs the holy spirit he said i hope so he added make no bones about it this was an extravaganza elaborate highbrow art production for what many deem lowbrow art form And just like many of you probably go to the opera or the ballet and you think, I wish Stockman could get this. I was just wishing that between the guitar solos we might get it. But last night, particularly, I was sieving Blind Bartimaeus and the Jews in exile through these songs. And you know what? They made it incredibly easy. If Bono had read the lectionary readings on Monday, 
If Bono had read through the passages on Tuesday, if he'd read a few commentaries on Wednesday and Thursday, then he couldn't have started with a better song to preach. Blind Bartimaeus, the blackout. Interestingly, my predecessor, Ken Yule, who I was in anxious touch with yesterday afternoon because Ballymena United hammered Crusaders 3-0, told me that he was at the blackout in the Lyric Theatre while I'm listening to the blackout at the SSE. The blackout. Bono, before and in the making of this album, had a near-death experience. It informs many of the songs. But after he had the near-death experience, the world are going through their near-death experience with America and Europe and even Stormont, if we wanted to make it more personal. Statues fall, democracy's flat on its back, Jack. We had it all, and what we had is not coming back, Zach. A big mouth says the people don't want to be free for free. The blackout. Is this an extinction, an extinction, extinction event we see? Is this an extinction event that we see? When the lights go out, don't you ever doubt the light that we can really be. It's a song of the lights going out in Bono's life and in the world around us. But there's always hope with you two. Even in the blackout, there is a light that we can be. There's always light. Rachel has wonderfully brought it out in our performance piece this morning with Matthew and Isaac looking for that Grammy to add to his athletic medals as Jesus comes into Jericho. And there's a man living in the blackout. There's a man living without much light. He's blind and he's begging. And in the midst of the story, what really got me in the commentaries this week was, I, it's on the title in the front, uh, when Roberta needs a title, I'm nowhere near getting to where a title might come from. So I always throw something that never really fits in with Sunday by the time we get there. What do you want me to do for you? It's what Jesus says later on. But what some of the commentaries worked on this week, which I thought was really interesting and really fascinating in the light of where we are in our world and where we might be in our lives, is those words that the crowd say to Bartimaeus when Jesus says, call him, bring him over. They call to the blind man, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. Oh, in the dark, never doubt the light that you can be. Because in the blackout, whatever's going on in your world, whatever's going on in your soul, there's somebody saying, cheer up. On your feet, he's calling you. The idea that Jesus would speak in to blind Bartimaeus' life was not something that the crowds were particularly seeing happening. Maybe they were drowning him out like you did so wonderfully well as uh, Isaac was shouting for Jesus. But in these two passages we have today, we are not in good places. 
But in the darkest of the blackout places, we're finding hope. Jeremiah 31 is almost a consolation song, telling us that there's hope. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. Because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn son. There is going to be hope and light after the blackout of exile. And Bartimaeus gets to see. As if by chance, David Clausen, at the 25th anniversary of the Shankill bomb, preached on Psalm 116, that Eugene Peterson's version became part of U2's tour a number of years ago. So there's a people in blackout. Alan McBride um, took me one afternoon when I was talking to him into that fish shop. It changed every opinion I have of everything that happened during the Troubles because they stopped becoming, even my friends who lost loved ones, it became less of a statistic and a name that I was in that shop. Alan said that when the bombers came into the shop, Sharon and his wife, who worked there on a Saturday, would have immediately looked up and made them feel welcome. But like the password that we used at the start of our service she would immediately made them feel at home. And she would have been smiling and engaging with them in the warmest way she possibly could as they came into the shop because that's who she was. And then, then, the blackout. Those she smiled to blew her away. And when you go into the shop with Alan like that, suddenly the inhumanity becomes even more tangible and we've never, never, ever, no matter what happens with our border to go back to anything like it. As Bono said last night, the north and south of the border, we need to be smart and strategic, whatever happens to this border. But this week, 25 years later, there were the loved ones of those who were killed on the Shankill side coming to remember what is the young minister in West Kirk would you preach on David read the cords of death entangle me the anguish of the grave came over me I was overcome by distress and sorrow the blackout of October 1993 then I called on the name of the Lord Lord save me whether it's the children of Israel in exile, whether it's blind Bartimaeus lying by the side of the road, whether it's the people of the Shankill remembering what happened in October 93, there is a hope. There is a light. The second song last night was The Lights of Home. I'm aware there are people in the house that are going tonight. And I don't want to give spoilers, but I would think it'll be a different show tonight, so you'll be okay. The second song is a song called Lights of Home, that in Bono's near-death experience, he makes his way up a glittery stairway to heaven and kneels at the top, thinking about eternity and moving into eternity, which is ultimate home, even though he's also talking about home 
with family and Ali and the children. I shouldn't be here because I should be dead. I can see the lights in front of me. I believe my best days are ahead. Now, my friend Angela, who's been here and spoken at a couple of events from the uh, U2 website or the at U2 website, would say that's definitely for her heaven. I believe my best days are ahead. I can see the lights in front of me. From the blackout, we have light and hope and faith, as Rachel talked about, and belief. The last song of the night. Um, No, I'm not going to go to that yet, am I? I'm going to come down to um, ask a question before I get there. I'm sorry, I'm shuffling my cards here. I'm shuffling my cards. Uh, No, I will. I'll go for this now. Um, The last song of the night. Blackout to start with. And then the last song of the night. Mm, Cover your ear. Uh, Bono's on the main stage and he starts singing this song about holding on to the light, which is actually a a clip from the, the album before this. And he walks right down the whole middle of the Odyssey where there's a stage that he's walking down to Cedarwood Road, which is coming up on lights, which is the home he grew up in. And as he gets to the small stage, there's a, there's a, it's amazing how much was going on that you weren't aware of um, in the gig. Just be aware that there's stages pop up everywhere and how they get to the stages is beyond me. There's trickery and magic going on in some kind of sense. But as he gets to the bottom stage, there is the house that he grew up in. Well, an image of the house that he grew up in. And he opens the roof off the house And this light comes up, which was the light that the last tour started with. And he starts to swing this light. When the wind screams and shouts and the sea is a dragon's tail. And the ship that stole your heart away sets sail. When all you've left is leaving. When all you've got is grieving. When all you know is needing. If there is a light, we can't always see. If there is a world, we can't always be. If there's a dark Now we shouldn't doubt, and there is a light. Don't let it go out. And the band leave the stage to this swinging light that we don't let go out. What is that light? It seems to me very clearly in the Bartimaeus story that the light, of course, is Jesus. It seems to me that even in Psalm 116, there's some sense of Messiah. The Lord will save me. There's some sense of covenant and restoration with the people of God. But what's really interesting at the end of this is the title that we have today. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? In the midst of a world that seems to be a blackout, what do we want God to do for us? In the middle of whatever it is that you're going through in your own personal life, the anxiety, the worry, the fear that you're having, what is it that you want God to do for you and are we up for the cost of what that might be are we heads up to further down the road the Four Corners Festival this year in February next year in February and February 19 is going to be about forgiveness and we're going to be asking all the questions about forgiveness as we in Northern Ireland look at our past where does forgiveness fit into that as we've gone Father Martin and I and spoken to a few people about this They're all saying, oh, don't call it forgiveness. Call it healing. Forgiveness is too difficult. Forgiveness is too hard. You can't be expecting people to forgive. If you ask people to forgive, you make them victims again. Is that what we're doing? 
Or is there something else at the core of what we want God to do for us that's going to cost us? So Jim Deeds from the committee put a blog up over the weekend that has gone a little bit viral, which is, what would our city be like? What would our country be like if we forgave each other? What would our world be like if we forgave each other? How are we going to become a prosperous and peaceful city if we don't forgive each other? What do we want God to do? Do we want God to bring us peace without us having anything to do about bringing the peace? Do we want to pray for peace and let God just sort of drop it down as some magic act rather than him say, what do you want me to do for you? Because if I do this for you, it's going to cost you because this is about following. This is about keeping the vows you made to me in the presence of the people. This is about walking with me with my laws written on your heart. This is going to be costly before you want me to bring you out of the blackout Before you want to see that light swinging, what is the light we're holding on to? Who is the Jesus we're holding on to? Did Jesus say, forgive them 70 times 7? Did Jesus say that we should pray, Father, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us? Is forgiveness at the heart of the battle? Is forgiveness at the heart of the issue? Is forgiveness the key that will bring us the peace? Because if we want out of the Northern Ireland blackout, then Jesus might be asking us a few questions as the light swings across us. Be careful what you wish for when you ask Jesus to become part of what you're doing. Because Jesus doesn't only bring us a warm welcome, but he sends us back out to follow him, carrying crosses, denying self, You two gigs are all about all of that stuff. All of that stuff. Starts with images of post-war Europe, Berlin, Belfast, London. Talks about refugees. Talks about the temptation of getting ahead of yourself and the self-reliance we have as human beings. It asks what the devil might be about. And the message to Stormont last night was... Don't believe in me, because when you don't believe in me, I do my best work with Bono's horns and even more grotesque imagery. It's about all those things, and then a people who will go about helping God change it. The light swings. We're in the blackout, but if there is a light Don't let it go out. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Let us pray. Lord, your spirit knows us right now. And as the the spirit delves within our souls, the spirit knows the blackout places, knows the worries, knows the anxieties, knows the fears that have us paralyzed, knows the habits we cannot break. 
Those the things that bring us down, that blind us, that have us begging, that have us in exile, that entangle us with death. Lord, we pray that we would see your light and we would take cheer as you tell us to get to our feet because you're calling us. Lord, your spirit knows the polarization of our world at this time. The tension and anxiety over Brexit. Another murder in America. Stormant still out. Borders under question. Your spirit knows the blackout. But Lord, if there's a light and we're the people who believe there's a light, then help us not to let it go out, but help us to see you as the light of the world and help us to hear you as you say to us, you are the light of the world and help us to fulfill our vows. Help us to know what we're asking you for and help us to be prepared when we ask you what you might demand from us in order to make our world a better place. What will we offer the Lord? As the light swings. There is a light Lord. Oh help us. Help us your people. Not to let that light go out. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.